0: You're the for d Russia. Yep. Yeah, makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, there are people en adrenaline drinking. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah. I realized it there. When I got to the top, I was like, oh, I'm in trouble. Because mm. that felt way better than it should have. Like, I was like, oh, this is bad. Like, I'm going down a, a road that, like, this is the start. This is the first time. And it happened after this incident that we're going to talk about. Yeah. So, for story, the story. Yeah. And the thing about the incident is that it kind of took away all fear I have now. When I'm climbing, not all of it, but so much of it. I'm down to like maybe 30% of the same amount of fear I had before. Mm. So it's so much easier to do stupid things.
0: Because you're like, ah, fine.
2: Hmm.
0: You know? But it looks like Alex handled also, having in fear. Yeah, but he's not human. He's different. He just isn't, I think he
1: like has like some, maybe just some brain thing that just doesn't like everybody
0: else. No. yeah. yeah. Okay, and then Storin. Some right. du don't know, I 30% of the inferior uh, level. <laughs> it's only 30% of my <laughs> 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 uh, Yeah, Yeah, so I went there with this.
1: Uh, I'm not going to say his name because I don't know if he wants his name out there, but it's very French. And um, he, uh, he, me and him, had planned for like a couple weeks to just uh, head out to. Sognefjorden or whatever it's called. Sognefjorden. Uh, to a place that has uh, a ton of mountains. It's close to Utneiman. I think Hordunga. Hordungen, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's uh, and then in there is um, is a mountain called uh, Stord. And but Skogsturs uh, was what we were doing. So we were doing a traverse. Of. Barne. It's a traverse is when you go along multiple tops, oh. right? So there's like a, a ridge and then there's a bunch of mountaintops along it. Mm-hmm. I think there's about, there's like five mountaintops there. Hmm. And it takes like, it can take like 25 hours. It takes a ton of time. Um, so I just went up there for a weekend. and we, uh, we go there. I just drive up there. He's already up there with his girlfriend at, at, his, at his girlfriend's cabin. And the night before... We had a beer and looked over like the weather, that just looked fine. And we looked over like uh, the routes and everything and kind of just prepared ourselves. And then we uh, we uh, also prepped the gear and the food and everything. And we went wanted to go minimal with gear because it's a long ass trip. So we don't want to have too much because eventually you're just going to get too tired and you're going to start making mistakes. Uh, and you also, we also only bring like two liters, two and a half liters of water, something like that. Mm. For like 20, 25 hours. Yeah. And, uh, and then we go to bed, wake up at 4.30 in the morning and drive the car up. It takes 40 minutes to go to something called Turtogru, which is, uh, the, a hotel outside of that cabin where you can walk from, or outside of the mountain range. And we just pick up some more water there, you know, refill after we drank a bunch, you know, preloading. And we just start walking. And the walk up to the first peak, because you can walk up to the first peak. It's not really, it's a bit scrambly, but there's not really any climbing. Takes, uh, it's, uh, it takes about three hours, three, three and a half hours. We did it in that time. And uh, it's 1,600 meters that you're walking up. Mm. Roughly. I don't remember exactly.
0: Oh, so you go up? Yeah. Yeah, I can't No,
1: you don't have to climb up that part. So the first peak, we hit that three and a half hours in. Mm. And about that time is where a lot of people start roping up, but we're very comfortable, so we didn't attach any ropes. We just walked along the ridge and like just kind of went over, because we wanted to save time. Mm. Uh, and so we get to the second peak that way. And no issue move on uh, to the right before the third peak, and then you have to start using ropes because you have to climb with this with this traditional way of climbing where you bring your own securements. Yeah. And what I mean by own securements is you have, there's one type of securement that we're using that's called a nut, mm. and that's a little piece of metal uh, attached to a wire that you... Jam between some rocks in the mountain. Yeah, and you kind of just hope those hold.
0: when you, the more you the more out The more in Nope, this is just a piece of metal. It's a piece of aluminum. Well, what you about? What you're thinking about is
1: uh, f- it's called friends, or cum sheeted in Norwegian. Oh. and that is a and that's a, the other kind we used. We only brought about eight of those.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And you press it, you press a plunger on it, and it closes itself. And then you put it in the rock, and it opens itself. And then if you pull on it, it just presses more against the rock. So it really maintains like a really consistent pressure.
2: Uh,
1: And so those are the types of securements we use. We also had 270 half ropes. So these are really thin, really thin uh, uh, long ropes. Uh, that you have to, you have to bring double ropes up a mountain because otherwise you'll get too much drag on the rope as you're connecting it to different places. And you also need, uh, you need those double ropes to rappel off the mountain. So we use those to get up and it, we're starting to get a little tired to be honest, cause it is, we're like 12 hours in or something and it's, it takes a lot out of you,
2: mm.
1: but we hit the third peak and then we get to something called Thor's hammer which is between the third and fourth peak. And Thor's Hammer, we get past Thor's Hammer, and there's a little, like, flat piece of rock there, and we're just lying on top of it, and it's sunny and nice. And we're trying to figure out how to move the last two peaks. We're right before the fourth, and then the fifth is called Storn, and it's a wonderful peak. It's the highest. Mm. We're about maybe 2,200 <clears throat> meters, 2,300 meters up over sea level. And... Then, uh, as we're talking, I look to my left, and I just see a straight white. There's just nothing. Zero visibility. I'm like, that's not good, dude. But that's not super abnormal, because sometimes you're in a cloud on the mountain, because you're so high up. But it's so much. Like, there's nothing. And I look to the right, and I just see the biggest, nastiest rain clouds, storm clouds, I've seen in a long time. They just looked huge. And I realized that, like, we're not prepared for that. We don't have the equipment to survive through rain all night. Mm. Right? Because if it was going to rain, that means we'd have to lock down and just stay there until it stopped.
2: Mm.
1: And uh, so I looked at him like, listen, bud, we have to get off this mountain, like, right now. Mm. Because it's, it's just not gonna work
0: out. pretty much
1: where you only go up more than maybe a 100 meters more. Yeah. <clears throat> but it takes a ton of time because it's all climbing.
2: Yeah.
1: And we thought about going back, but we were like, that sounds like it would really suck uh, and I'm not sure, you know we we'll, we'll, we'll see what our other options are, right? Um, and we thought about going forwards, but I thought, all right, climbing up in the rain, I don't know this mountain at all. I don't know how difficult it's going to be. I don't know how to get there. So I'm not really sure if that's going to be the safest choice.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then he looks around a little bit. I look around a little bit. And then we see what looks to be like a path down. And we start walking down that path down. And then we realize that we can't walk all of it. So we have to like repel down some of it. And we have very limited gear. And we don't know how to get down off the mountain. And typically when you rappel, you put three pieces of equipment in the mountain. Mm. Right?
2: Mm.
1: And you also use the best rock. So you rappel off specific places. Okay. What we were on was really loose rock. And, we'll, and so we just put like one piece of equipment in the mountain. Because that's really all we had. And we have to get down. Uh, and so we... We rappel down off that, and somehow it holds. What we used is one nut, so one little piece of metal behind like a loose piece of rock, pretty much. was the only place we would rappel at that point. Hmm. And we managed to repel down like 30, 40 meters. And uh, then the rain starts. And we're immediately soaked down through our clothes completely. And we had wool underneath. We, we changed into everything. We put all of our clothes on. We had some wool. Uh, I had a rain jacket. My rain jacket was... Three years ago, my friend bought it for 200 kroner from FreeTex. <laughs> so it is just not keeping out anything. And, and I'm just like, this doesn't help at all. It's immediately just wet, And, uh, and my friend is uh, he's also, we're just shaking. It's cold. Hmm. Apparently, I, this could be wrong. My friend who uh, was kind of tracking our progress, who wasn't there with us, he said it was like 0 degrees once the once the real clouds hit.
0: då när det bli kommer Uh it's
1: very difficult to climb up mm.
0: especially where we rappel down. Sure.
1: and it's also uh and also a clock starts once you get wet in the mountain.
2: Mm.
1: Right? And it's cold. Mm. And it's a hypothermia clock.
2: Oh, yeah. right? Yeah.
1: Mm. And you do a bunch of things to keep it from going fast, but eventually it's going to reach the end,
2: Mm.
1: right? Mm. Eventually that number reaches zero, no matter what you do. So the goal is to get down the mountain before that number reaches zero, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. And we thought about it. We did kind of a little math and we were like, all right, if we stay where we are right now and wait for somebody to help us, we have maybe like three hours because the issue is is that even if you do all those things, eventually you start to slow down if you stay in the same spot, mm. right? Because you basically consistently just have to do push-ups to stay warm okay? or breathing exercises or boiling water because we had a primus mm. and we had a little bit of water left. So you could boil that water up and drink it. But though that runs out. Uh, and eventually you just slow down because that's just how you work as a human. Mm-hmm. You're not going to keep that effort up forever. Mm-hmm. Or you're going to be hungry or something. Something's going to happen. Maybe you get hurt. Maybe you fall off. Whatever.
2: Yeah.
1: It's, so the way we looked at it was I know what's going to happen if I stay here. Eventually I'm just going to sit down and I'm not going to get up again. Or I can keep going down. Mm. And we don't have enough equipment to get down the mountain. Because what we're seeing now is that it's basically all just rappels down about 900 meters. And we don't have that kind of equipment with us. Hmm. And uh, so what we would have to do is down climb where it's possible to down climb. And then repel maximal mounts on the rope, 70 meters, because we have two 70 meter ropes. So you tie them up and then you repel down them and then you pull them down on one side. And that way you get to use 70 meters worth of rope. But we can only do that off of one piece of equipment Because we don't really know how many repels it's going to be because you don't always get to do 70 meters. You know, sometimes you just have to repel down to the spot that makes sense because Mm. past that is another hundred meters of Mm, freefall.
2: Right. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So. Okay.
1: I looked at him. I'm like, we're cold. uh, And I think we're probably going to die here. I just told him straight up. I was like, this is where we're going to die.
0: Yeah. Mm.
1: And uh, he was like, no, we're not dying here. I'm like, all right, great. I'm willing to like, I don't believe you, (laughs) you know, I think we are, but (laughs) I think, I think that, uh, I think the best thing we can do right now is, um, let people know where we are Mm. for two reasons. One, if the storm lifts, then they can get people in, Mm. but we don't know how long it's going to last. And two, if we do die, they can find our bodies. Because they'll mm-hmm. know where we are. Mm. Right? Which is good. You know, make it easier for
2: them. Yep.
1: And uh, and so we did. I called Red uh, Nings So the the saving services. I don't know what the fuck that is in English. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, we're totally going to try to help you. Yeah, we, we're totally. Yeah. They're like, yeah, <laughs> we're going to. Yeah, girl. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, oh, we're totally. It's going to get, yeah, it's going to yes, queen. queen. And I... <laughs> but uh but we knew the truth and that's that they're never going to be able to get through with a helicopter you can't Mm. because it's it's just there's zero visibility i can barely see thomas if he walked away a few meters Hmm. right Mm. so and also you can barely hear anything either because the rain there's also it switched between rain and hail so sometimes ice would just come down Mm. and so it's really loud and the part of the mountain we were on was turning into like a river of water just coming down Mm. And so um they were like, Yeah, just stay there. <laughs> I'm Like, that's not gonna work out. So we're like, I don't think we're gonna do that. We're just straight up with them. Like we're probably
0: DSL oh, it today, no? Yeah, yeah. Mm.
1: Like, we're probably just gonna keep going down. And they're like, Well don't do anything stupid, like you know, repelling off of one piece of equipment. <laughs> 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 uh, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> and I was like, that's exactly what I'm going to do.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I like, didn't even
1: sugarcoat it at all. I was like, listen, mm. we're cold. We're mm. going down. Mm. Those are our options. This is what we're doing. Mm. So he was like, whatever. And uh, we're going to try to get you down. I was like, great. You'll find us a few hundred meters more down if you manage to get a helicopter up here. Mm. And uh, I looked at Thomas and I was like, all right, call your girlfriend. Tell her goodbye. Because... You know, this might be your last chance to talk to her. Mm-hmm. And then I sent a message to my friend, you know, because I don't have a girlfriend, you know. You have a boyfriend. I have a boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I have a very good friend. And I was just like, listen, I just sent a message that said, zero visibility. We're going to, we're trying, we're bailing off the mountain. And I love you. And that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I saved the battery on my phone for whenever anybody, you know, that can actually assist us could call. And then Thomas lied to his girlfriend. And was like, we're just coming down. Everything's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like, I'm not telling her this shit.
0: Oh, I you. Yeah. <laughs> 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 also, if it didn't have go well, Yeah. So no, I don't know if he was a or something, No, 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 no. But I mean,
1: what do you do? What does it help? Like, to her, that really fucks with her. And she doesn't understand climbing, right? So, she wouldn't understand what the process is. For for her, it would just be torture. But when I tell my friend, who is a good climber, mm. he understands. And after I sent that message, he started trying to call me, but I was my phone was in my pocket silent. I couldn't hear any of that. And he started... Based off of all of my Snapchats, because I'd sent like snaps of where we were and when we hit the different tops, and then based off of um, when he went it, because he went about the same speed, because he'd done it before, mm. he figured out our exact position where we'd gone down, and about how far down we were, mm. and contacted the new stand as well and told them where he thought exactly where we were. And they were like, yeah, that's probably where he is. So, like, when, I, when you send that message to somebody who can actually do something with it, great. Mm. But also, you need to tell people, like, you know, it's been fun mm. knowing mm. you, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's good to have somebody know. So, anyways, we're standing there. We're one rappel down. Can't get back up again uh, on what we later found out is the most dangerous place to rappel on the mountain. Is what we were told by the people.
2: Uh, okay.
1: Yeah, uh, who uh, know the mountain best. Okay. Sure. My friend actually, Max, another climber, told his dad this, and he was like, "He he repelled there? <laughs> no, 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 no!" <laughs> <laughs> it's just like the stories I've got told afterwards, of people just feel like, "Is he retarded?" <laughs> I just yeah, but we didn't know the mountain.
0: Mm. and so uh, that's what
1: it felt like we were wrong Mm. you make mistakes Mm. you know you learn from them sometimes you get to live Mm. Um, but I gotta say man we were terrified at this point like Mm. we were genuinely scared Mm. and you're trying your best not to panic because then you panic the other guy but you always see it in their eyes Mm. you know you just see this look of just pure fear right And uh, it's really not fun, you know. But all you have is each other, so you can't fuck it up for the other guy. So, like, if you need to cry a little bit or whatever halfway through, you hide a little bit and you get that done. You get all those emotions out and then you come back. And you're like, all right, let's get down this mountain, man. You know, like, you get – you, like, you separate the emotions, Mm, you know. mm -hmm. If you have to get something out, you get it out somewhere else.
2: Mm.
1: And so um, after we'd gotten all that done – and we were certain we weren't going to be saved. We put up another rappel on one point. We managed to find actually because this is earlier, this is like an old school traditional route up the mountain.
2: Mm.
1: Right? Really sketchy, dangerous that like only the old dudes would do, right? And there's a there was an like super old discolored like what typically is like a piece of fabric the you time of repel on back in the day that was still on one of these rocks mm. so we're like that's fucking perfect we can repel off of that right mm. these are like this is the choices that we have to make at this point so that's our next repel
0: men du har för att är det alltså piece of fabric som har varit där i många år i they hold
1: a surprising amount of time
0: okay first not när du a piece of fabric snackar vi tau eller snackar vi lommetörkl
1: it's, it's like um like a a, a type of of of, of um, I don't know how to describe it it's not like this but like toe it's not a piece of rope. Imagine it's a type of cord for example just imagine that or like uh, or like uh, a type of textile that's very thick a very thick textile that has a bunch of like... Uh, that's made of a very strong material that they've also, like, put a bunch of other pieces of like, pieces of it together. So
0: fibra. Yeah, to Fibers. make it super strong. Yeah.
1: Right? Okay. Um. And that's, like, kind of, that's, we still use that to the, to this day. Mm. It's very normal. It holds a bunch of weight. But as it ages out in the weather, you know, mm. it's not as good.
2: Mm. Mm-hmm.
1: And, uh, but we put one nut beneath it. we're like, that, if one of them breaks, the other one will probably hold. It was mm. kind of the way we looked at it. But, like, it was just maximizing what you had around you. And so we repelled off of that. And that hold, which was super cool because, <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know,
1: I really wanted it to. Mm. Mm. Every time, actually, we would repel, it would be like, and he demanded to go first also, Thomas, the other climber I was with.
2: Hmm.
1: I said I wouldn't say his name, and now I've done it, so that's too late.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: His name's Thomas. Mm. Uh, and I was like, listen, you don't have to do that. I'll, I can take the next one. He's like, no, no, no. I'm gonna do it. I don't know what that was about. Some hero shit. That was cool. Because mm. mm. then I didn't have to, which is great.
2: Mm. <laughs> you
1: know? Mm. It's, it's, it, it doesn't feel good going off those rappels. He made it down the first one, the second one, I mean, and then I followed him after. Uh, and then at that point, I blackout. I have zero memory of the next. Apparently, we did 10 rappels uh and i have zero memory of the after the second one until like the ninth it's all gone um but i do have like little glimpses of like because what would happen is like you'd get really really cold and you'd stop shaking and when you stop shaking that means that hypothermia is starting to set in and so at that point i remember like i you would like hit me or whatever or i would hit him and be like you have to start you know, you have to like, and you like do it's like, and then just flex every muscle in your body as hard as you can. And I remember I, I, I like had like injuries on me from flexing the next day when I woke up, There's was injuries where like, I could tell it was from just like, like almost torn muscles from flexing as hard as I could. Cause Jeez. then you build up heat in your body.
2: <clears throat>
1: and um, that was like the main technique I used to stay warm. It was super effective. And then once you started shaking again, then you're like, Oh, okay, good. Now I'm not gonna die.
0: Mm. And um, Okay. So fuck this rister eller, ja, Yeah, so that your body's
1: like actually protecting yourself. But like you get to a point where like you're getting too cold. I
0: don't du know
1: bli, how to Yeah, you I I don't know what it is. I just mm. know that what I've heard is if you stop shaking, start moving until you start shaking again. Pretty mm. much. So that's the rule, and I follow that rule to a T. Yep, yep. Um, but I remember moments like that. I remember moments where the rope was super tangled up. I don't know where, but I feel like it's pretty much tangled up after every rappel. Because at this point, it's soaked through, and it's super heavy, and it's very thin, so it tangles up easier. Imagine like your iPhone cords, right? Mm, like the mm, back in the day, mm. those are super, super thin. But imagine that as a seven-meter rope. And so I would spend like 30 minutes on each repel because it just took so much time to untangle the ropes and everything. And, um, and you're freezing on your hands. You can't wear gloves because uh, my gloves were also soaked through. And if I used them, I couldn't properly work the rope. Mm. So you would just be like super wet and you just keep getting wetter and wetter. And there's just mm. nothing that changed about that.
2: No, not. Uh, but
1: I remember I kind of came back into existence at about the eighth repel. And that was a super fine, normal. Repelled down. I uh, untangled the rope again. Um, I look at him and I'm like, "Listen, we're getting pretty cold. Uh, we might we have some water in a primus. We have to start boiling that pretty soon." And so we decided to do that at the next rappel, right? Because that's like kind of the last of the water. You really have to be careful. And I remember also at H rappel, we'd also take a little bite of whatever food we had left, stuff like that, just to keep your Emotionally from breaking down. It's really not even for the energy at that point It's just like because that little bit of sweetness keeps you from wanting to kill yourself, Mm. you know Hmm. And uh, then um Then at that eighth repel we we go down he goes down first. I found The thing about that eighth repel is Or ninth repel because we just finished the eighth repel and we're going into the ninth there is a There's one way down we feel like we can definitely find another place to repel from. But then there's another repel where you can't really see anything. But the way where you could see everything, there's nowhere to put a good placement. So hmm. I'm pretty sure if we'd gone down that way, we'd have fallen under our deaths because there, there wasn't anywhere that it was going to hold. So we had to make the choice to go down to where we really don't know what's underneath of us onto a, uh, on this other repel. And so we what we would do is we on that one specifically we took one of the friends come shielded and we just overcammed it. And what overcamming is, is we close it completely and you put it into a spot that's super tight. And you'll never get that out again. Right? You'll break the rock before that comes out. And uh, and then we and then he goes down. And I'm waiting. And I know I'm like, damn, I'm waiting a long time. Mm. And it gets to the point where I'm like, shit, I think he's died. I think he hit something. I think a rock came down. Because another thing that was happening was as you were rappelling, rocks would fall because it was all loose mountain. But as you pulled down the rope as well, rocks would just come flying down. Mm. So Mm. because you were pulling the rocks down with the rope. So you would hug into the mountain, and then the rocks would fly over you so they wouldn't hit you as they came down.
0: (laughs) Uh (laughs) Intense, Jesus yeah. Christ.
1: So I'm thinking something like that happened. I'm thinking maybe he fell off. Because another thing we weren't doing was what's on actually on my wrist right now. This is called uh, you use this to, as what is in America, they call it a third hand. In Norway, we call it a prusik, which is actually the name of the, of the, of the knot you use. Um, but it's a knot that you put under your device that you're repelling with. In case you let go for some reason, it locks off right Yeah. Okay. right so it's your third hand it's just just yeah. in case everything goes bad. but we didn't use that because if it got caught in the break it means we'd have to kind of rip it out jump on the rope a little bit and we were afraid that if we did that it would pull out the one securement we had in the wall because every rappel was one securement so we made the decision to not use those so that we could smoothly repel down Without jiggling on it, and there was already enough jiggling because we were basically in a river. So every move you did, you would just slip and then slam into the wall as you were repelling. So like it's enough of that. We don't need like a big movement on it.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: So I thought maybe he'd let go and fallen off. Mm. And so I called out to him, and I and and he's seventy meters down at this point, right? So I had to scream, and after screaming three times, I just hear like the faintest. Of, of him responding you know, through all the rain and everything. Like, OK, he's not dead. Good. But I don't know what's happening. And so I wait another 10 minutes. And I scream again, and then I get a response. And then another 10 minutes. And it goes like this for a long time.
2: Mm. And
1: then finally, I see the rope, rope loosen. And that's kind of how you know he's off the rappel, right? He's off the rope, because it loosens. Like, great. I can finally rappel down. I was getting really, really cold. So I attach myself. And I start rappelling down. And a cool thing about when you're rappelling down on this rope is it's so wet that as you're rappelling down, it squeezes all the water out from the rope onto you. (laughs) (laughs) So not only are you getting wet from the rain, but you're just getting soaked from this rappel as you go down. And I remember that one was especially heinous. And I was just shivering on my way down, just slamming into the wall. And I was like, this fucking sucks so bad. (laughs) But I was happy at least I was rappelling down. Mm. And um, and then I get to, to the point where I can see him, and he looks fine. He's, I, th- I see him just down there boiling up some water, doing whatever. Because, you know, you would try to find platforms, right? And at this point, we'd had a really good platform. We had a ton of room. Mm. And then I get to the point where I see a knot. A giant knot on the rope on the rappel about maybe fifteen meters up from the ground. I'm like fuck and so I
0: just start trying to work on the knot.
1: Right? I let go of the rappel because like I'm not gonna fall through the knot. So
0: I guess
1: that just happens sometimes. Mm. You throw the rope down wrong, something happens, it's wet, it's thin, whatever. Something happened, there's a giant knot on it now. Fuck. Mm. So I start working on it. And I cannot get it up. There's nothing I can do. I can't fix it. And I use it a good long time. I can't even measure time at this point. You know, everything feels like it went by for five minutes, to be honest with you. So it could have been an hour. could have been five minutes. I Anyone mean, who knows? And then I look down at him, and I'm really fucking not having a good time now. And I'm just looking, I'm like, I can't get this knot up. You know, I'm screaming now, I can't get it up. And um, then I remember that I always carry two belay devices with me which is what you rappel down on. Mm-hmm. So I take one of them and I secure it underneath the knot on the other rope, because you have two ropes that you're rappelling down on. And so I secure it on the other one. And the ropes are so wet, typically if you only use one of the ropes, that rope would come down with you. But the rope is so wet and heavy that I could just connect it and use only one rope to repel down, because the counterweight is so massive. Mm. And so I connected there and disconnected from the top. I'm like, great, I'm not gonna die. <laughs> And then I rappel down some more, and then a tiny knot that I didn't see gets locked into my rappel device on the blue rope. I'm like, oh, fuck. And I can't get that out of my rappel device at all, my belay device. And so I try for a little bit, try for a good long time. I can't make it work. I look down, and I'm like, I can't, I can't get out. I can't get out of this. And so he's like, you're going to have to cut the rope. And I'm, like, maybe, like, seven meters over the ground. I don't know how much. And I'm, like, all right. And so we didn't have a knife because, well, of course we didn't. And so he throws up a lighter and try to burn through the rope. And then we quickly realize it's far too wet for that. And so I throw the lighter back down to him. And then he finds a really sharp rock, and he throws it up to me. And I grab the rock, and I grab onto the mountain, and... Because there's a one piece, like, there's a good hold from the mountain there. And I just start striking it over the over on the rope above me.
2: Just one.
1: And it kicked a good, good couple hits. And suddenly there's just two strands, strands of the inner part of the rope holding.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm like, all right, cool. And I, and I remember stopping at that and then looking down at him. And we just don't say anything to each other. I just look at him like... And then I just look up and I just hit it. And it snaps back. And I managed to hold on to the wall without falling. And then I somehow, with just this river of water coming down, managed to down climb to him where he grabs me off the wall. And then we, <laughs> and then, we and then and then I'm good there.
0: Jesus Christ.
1: But how did he get down off the wall? on the first repel because the knot was still there when he went down well he didn't have an extra bullet device he didn't have a knife and so what he did was he and this is his own words he said that he thought about his girlfriend and how much she would miss him and he closed his eyes and he disconnected and fell from the rope and fell somewhere between seven to fifteen meters down to the ground and he said he blacked out woke up on the ground and just got up. <laughs> and was just like, all right, let's keep
2: moving. What? <laughs> it's
1: the craziest shit I've ever heard, dude. Jeez. I Christ. know this had to have happened because I know where that knot was.
2: Hmm. Mm.
1: And I don't know exactly the distance because at this point you kind of lose the ability to judge distance. Mm, mm. That's just gone. Mm, mm-hmm. So, and you also lose the ability to judge what's a dangerous decision. Actually, like everything is just kind of mm. like blurred. And so I 100% believe that that happened. Jeez. But I couldn't see it. Mm. Um, now I get to the bottom, and we hear the helicopter. We're not at the bottom of the mountain. We're just at the bottom of that part. There's still, like, about 250 meters left. But we think we're really close to the bottom, which we were not. We hear the helicopter. So, like, sweet. And then it just leaves again because they can't see us. There's no way to get through the clouds. Mm. Yeah. So that was lame and
0: um Så dere er på cirka
1: We rappel like six, seven hundred meters at this point. Yeah. Down the mountain in.
0: But now
1: we have about thirty meters of rope left. Yeah. And we have very few securements left
0: to yeah. put in the wall. we ja, had 140.
1: Yeah, and we're down to 30. Yeah. So mm. we can repel about 15 meters at a time now. Mm. With not enough equipment to do that. Very clearly not enough equipment. Och
0: plus vi startade falt mellan 75 meter alreade så är er det inte säkert att han är er så flink till att
1: Interestingly he
0: Alltså vidare med. He was really men...
1: he was really on point the whole way. He was carrying the team. Right? Mm. I mean, we were both having our moments, but he was definitely like he managed to keep a really cool head.
0: Men det er, det er, det är er land med det och satsa på att skulle klättra vidare 250 meter. Um, 15 meter gången när du vet att du har blekkat ut för du har fallt ned från en felväg 7 yeah. till meter och så tänka att ja nei, men det är er bara 250 meter igen då. <laughs> altså det är er ju något som att kanske det är er det luraste. Man säger för exempel att när du har fått tjärnrystress så ska du inte sova. Mm-hmm. He was actually pretty
1: okay, but I did notice that he'd started kind of like phasing out a little bit yeah. But he hadn't told me what happened. He told me about his fall after Yeah, right, and so I was like, you know hmm. He's getting cold, whatever yeah. Boiled up some more water and gave it to him, you know, what I mean mm. this shit. I'm like, hey, let's you know Let's get moving, let's get going And he's
0: like yeah, I don't mm. Okay, yeah you know, like,
1: Not even a little bit no. I was so gone mm. I was just happy to be alive dude. Yeah. Yeah. I was just like It didn't even cross my mind mm. For a second yeah. You know, because at that point You're so full in survival mode You're really just in the exact moment you're in You're not mm. looking back and be like How did he make it down? You don't give mm. a fuck You're just happy he's there
2: mm. You know Yep, yeah. yep yeah.
1: And, um, but yeah, he'd been a real team player the whole way. But at that point, he was um, starting to fade a little bit, you know. I, he's, he says to me now that he's like, yeah, I felt fine. I
0: was like, no, didn't.
1: The way, look, the way you looked after and before that were two different worlds, which is natural, right?
0: Yeah, severely. <laughs> and
1: so um, we hear the helicopter, we boil some water, nothing really happens. And then he... He looks out down because we could see the bottom by now, and that's why we thought we were on the bottom because the mountain tricks you with how it looks. Mm. So we thought we were really close to the bottom, like maybe fifty meters, even though it's like two hundred and fifty. But um, he looks down and he's like, "There's a, there's people down there." I'm like, "What?" I'm excited, you know. I look, I keep looking. I'm like, "Where are they, man?" You know, and there's people at the bottom. I, I can't see them. Where are they? And he's like, they're right there. And I'm like, I really can't. Oh, I was like, oh, and then it hit me. I was like, oh, yeah, maybe there are people down there. You know? He's like, can you see their footprints? I'm like, can you see 250 meters that footprints in the snow? <laughs> <laughs> what are you looking at right now <laughs> and uh, and eventually like he keeps going so far I was like I couldn't play along anymore mm. so I was just like I think you're hallucinating man there's mm. nobody there
2: mm. and
1: he's like yeah I might be yeah I might be actually Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like alright cool
0: nice book, yeah.
1: <laughs> let's get back to work <laughs>
0: He's going to get me out lunch. <laughs> oh, i follow something.
1: Uh, I could be. I need to help right. afterwards. afterwards. He's like, yeah, hey, I'm pretty cool. I might be hallucinating. <laughs> so he thought that was perfectly natural. And so, because, uh, like, I mean, you hit a point where you're like, at this point, we're maybe 18, 19 hours in. Mm. Right? Mm. And we're, uh, we're just fucking pure adrenaline for six hours straight at this point. Yeah. <clears throat> And so, um, what we see uh, across from us now is an ice patch, or like a, uh, not an ice patch, but um, a glacier on the mountain. Mm. All right, which is normal. You have glaciers along the sides. It's pretty, pretty steep, but we have crampons with us, so things that you put onto your shoes. are a spiky metal, yep.
2: right? Yeah.
1: And he had borrowed, he'd let me borrow some crampons from him because I didn't have any. So he's like, "Yeah, I'll bring you some." And they're pretty old and shitty, uh, and I couldn't get them on. I just couldn't figure it out. We tried them on earlier on one of the shoes, and it worked. But, like, I just couldn't make it work. So, like, he started doing that. He fixed them on my feet, right? And they held for about, like, 30 seconds. And then the right one fell off. I'm like, ah, fuck. And I tell him, like, listen, I can't. My hands barely work at this point. Like, I'm so cold. I can't make this work. You're, apparently, your hands are made of iron or something. It fucking fix this. And he, then he just grabs, like, a piece of, like basically like that kind of fabric we were talking about earlier and he just wrapped it around made it stick Hmm. and so then he goes first because he's very experienced with this because he spent like six months in Patagonia you know doing a lot of glacier work and stuff
2: Hmm.
1: and so he starts making the path through the glacier and it's sideways we have to go sideways because it's just how the glacier was formed we can't go straight down um and he's kicking in and making holes and stuff. And then I'm following those. But the issue is, because you're going sideways, the holes would then collapse on themselves because he would make some right beneath each other. So I'd collapse and like, oh, let's fall down a little bit. I'm like, all right, we're back, we're back. I'm not dying yet. <laughs> and we're not roped up because what are you going to do with 30 meters of rope, hmm. you know?
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, and also, like, I would have dragged him down to his death if we fell. Because we don't have any axes. We don't have any securements. Hmm. So it's basically just free soloing down this glacier and all, to be fair we've been doing that a lot you know in between the repels we tried to walk we try to down climb down where we could so we were at this point we were very comfortable with this and uh, then it the right one fell off again but it was still attached to my right foot but just not to the shoe Yeah. so I realized that we, we were halfway like maybe a third of the way through the glacier at this point we can't fuck around with this anymore so I just take it, and it's kind of like just like a short distance. So I had to like use my hand in a very awkward way, and I just grabbed it, and I would just punch into the glacier as hard as I could with the cramp on so that I would hold with my right hand and then with my left foot. And then I would just kind of like place my right foot kind of gently into the holes that were there and follow them down. And that worked surprisingly well. <laughs> that worked really well.
2: Okay. And
1: that was like, I don't know, I think it was somewhere between 15, 30 meters of this. Uh, and then we make it down that glacier. And um, we thought we were pretty much done at this point. So we were super happy, you know. And then the, the the guys from, after we got down from that glacier part, the rescue people called us. And they're like, yeah, man, we're going to try to get you again. And I'm all like, All right. <laughs> whatever (laughs) you know at this point i'm just fucking done you know but i feel like we're i feel like we're already safe right (laughs) like do your best bud (laughs) can't wait to see you (laughs) and he says and then he was like send a picture of the ground to me you know of like if you Mm -hmm. can see the bottom Mm -hmm. and so we could it was like the cloud was kind of above us now so we could see like down i took a picture of that and then I remember around this point, as we were like trying to figure some shit out how we were gonna move forward, I realized I had 1% battery left on my phone. Mm-hmm. And Thomas's phone was already empty. And so I just sent like one message to him after the picture. I was like, battery one percent, godspeed. And then never use that again. That was that was <laughs> one tool down. <laughs> Hmm. You know, that was another thing that, you know, 30 meters of rope, no phones, completely soaked to the bone. um No way to get down, actually. We thought we were, could make it farther down, but we couldn't. We just didn't have any. We'd have to down climb 200 meters without rappelling if we were going to make it down to the ground.
0: So I'm free solo? Pretty
1: much. But just the wrong direction.
0: Hmm. And, hmm. It,
1: and the wall is soaking wet. Wow. And you're tired and your uh-huh, hands don't yeah, move uh, right because they've been uh, freezing for six, seven hours. Yeah. So, um, surprisingly, we made an intelligent decision at this point because we're so fucked up. You know, we're like, why don't we just, they said they're going to try. We know they can't get through these clouds, but let's give them a chance. Right? Uh, let's stand here, boil up some water. You're super cold. I'm actually, I was doing pretty good at that point. But we wrap up ourselves and what he has is like his burrito blanket you know that's like a sleeping bag but it's like made of foil that he has in his emergency kit (laughs) we just hug in and we just boil up some water at the bottom of the bed and we're like all right we'll just relax here for a little bit see if he see if they show up you know and if not we'll keep going give him some minutes give him 10 minutes i think was what we decided and uh and the rain also taking a break at this point so we were feeling actually pretty in high spirits um, and we're standing there and then I look down and I see a dude climbing up the mountain and I'm like oh, maybe I'm hallucinating now <laughs> <laughs> you know I, like, I think we're I'm fucked man this is not good and I look at Thomas I'm like you see this? <laughs> Is that a person? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, there's somebody there. <laughs> I was like, what? And apparently he had not been hallucinating. There was people actually at the bottom of the mountain when he said that. Okay. And it was the people that had done the rescue, that were like in charge of the rescue operation.
0: <laughs>
1: they had new... The guy who was in charge knew two guides that were at the cabin at the bottom of the mountain. Mm. And they told us later that they just opened a bottle of wine. And then they got a phone call about two idiots <laughs> <laughs> who are really busy dying on the mountain right now. <laughs> and they were like, Fuck. and so they were one beer deep about to drink half (laughs) a bottle of wine each and then they had to jump out of the cabin to save us and somehow they managed to get to exactly where we were because I I forgot to say this when he said he saw people out there I decided we'd just try yelling just in case so Mm. they'd heard us yelling at them and they kind of managed to triangulate everything to our position and then they climbed up the wet rock to where we were, with more rope and more pieces of equipment to get us down. Mm-hmm. So they walked up there and they found us, and they were like, "And we were like, what the fuck, dude? It was mind blowing." Mm. Uh, and they gave us a little bit of snacks. They gave us uh, they gave him some new clothes, Thomas. I was warm enough at that point, where I wasn't absolutely necessary, life and death. Mm. Uh, and when they first arrived, they were like, "How cold?" And we we're like, "Pretty fucking cold." And I'm like you should do squats, but we're in the burrito blanket, so like it just looks like we're humping each other in there. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and then the next guy came up on and he just starts laughing when he sees us. Like, All right, just consulting that wound there a little bit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's just the most ridiculous thing you've seen on the mountain in your life. <laughs> and and
0: uh, but we're just pleased. <laughs> like, listen, we got to stay warm. There's only one way. Gotta put your penis in my asshole. Man, you got to do it. Listen Keep it warm Listen, Thomas
1: <laughs> I don't want to diverge
0: <laughs>
1: Jeez So uh, <laughs> So, Well, they had a bunch of extra rope So
0: they're cluttered So
1: So we, they set up new rappels With three points Right, so three securements in the wall No Right uh, <laughs> And <clears> instead of just one So very safe rappels And they helped us rappel down mm. You know We rappel down on their rope Uh, which went pretty well. We had some good talks, and I told the guy, I was like, man, it's kind of embarrassing, you know, this whole situation. He was like, what are you talking about? This is like a dopest story ever. Because I told him about like, how we got, how we had to cut the rope and all that shit, and he was like, that's fucking crazy. Mm. I can't believe you're alive. Mm. You know, he was like, uh, usually there's a bunch of like, avalanches and rock falls here. (laughs) So like, you shouldn't, (laughs) you should be dead right now. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Oh, Jesus. And, uh, and, um, I was like, yeah, I should be. Yeah. And Tom is the minute they showed up, turned off. He was like, all right, I'm done. He just didn't say another word until we got back to the car pretty much. He, uh, I think it was just like, he was so emotionally done, you know, because he was more emotionally stable at the top and I was more emotionally stable, lower, I would say, you know, he just mm. kind of shut off there. I was more shutting off the top, mm. you know, you know, I front loaded my grief, mm. you know, he back loaded his, yeah. um, so everything kind of hit him then. And uh, and so he just kind of, they just didn't talk to him really because, like, you couldn't get any word out of him. And um, I was having a good time with the dudes, actually. This was, like, some good talks. And, you know, we were getting warm again, and I got some extra clothes as well. And we were just chilling, really. And uh, when we got down to, like, the second-to-last rappel on their ropes, this big-ass rock as they were pulling the rope down just comes, it down and slams Thomas right in the fucking head. <laughs> <laughs> like, this guy can't catch a break. This man fucking hates this dude. <laughs> and, and everybody just goes quiet and we're like, waiting, right? And he just goes, I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then we just keep going
0: down. We checked his head afterwards. It's just massive bump through the helmet. <laughs> yeah, 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 the oh. whole time. Oh, Jesus.
1: And you know, one thing you don't think about when you're on that mountain is like, and it's so wet and everything, is just how hard it is to pull down that fucking rope. Mm. But that was one of the main reasons I think we actually stayed that warm. I and mean, we actually managed to stay warm besides all the breathing in the water and shit. Was that... We actually had to set up a pulley system after a while using my body weight, which is called like a T-bar that's attached to a, a carabiner that you use to like yank down the rope and then I'll pull back with my body weight because it was so heavy mm. and it was only on one point. So it was a super sharp edge that it was pulling against. Mm. So, you know, rope is just, it sucked. But it kept us, uh, it kept us surprisingly warm doing that. But yeah, anyways, we uh, we do the last rappel and we finally get to the last glacier. This is a much chiller glacier. But they were, they did say this. They're like, listen, there's a ravine there, and probably shouldn't fall on that one. It's pretty deep. Hmm. And so I'm thinking we're gonna be fine. But I don't put on my crampons. I asked him. I was like, should I put on my crampons? They're like, nah, don't worry about it. You know. And, um, and you first have to jump over a ravine to get onto it from the rock, which we managed to do fine. And we rope up to each other, so we're all connected in a chain. Mm. Mm. And I don't have anything. I don't have an ice axe. I don't have, like, walking stick. I don't have anything on this glacier. Everyone else has a walking stick. I don't know why I got fucked out of that, but I just didn't. So I would just walk, and i just start, like, just, like, falling and sliding. Because I was like, I don't have any power in my legs anymore. Like, I can't balance on this. So I'd just be like falling and sliding down. And then the one guy would just like throw his ice axe into the glacier and just take my weight. And then we keep going again. And just over and over again, the whole way down. It was like 150 meters down. And I was just like, fuck. And it just kept going. And eventually we managed to move around the ravine. I was really worried about falling in. I Thankfully, I managed to stay stable enough. And then we get down to what is really the bottom. And at that point, we meet... Uh, two guys from the helicopter Because they're there now I guess mm-hmm. And they're like Are you guys good? And we're like yeah You know We got a fountain, <laughs> You know <laughs> <laughs> You know I mean wh- I wasn't ungrateful Don't get me wrong mm. But it was just weird Seeing them there I was like I don't understand <laughs> <them there." laughs> You know? You're just <laughs> no? Yeah Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, But they were cool dudes We were all talking And um, I remember They were all just the guides And then we're just having a chat mm. You know And we're like <sighs>
2: you <laughs> no, i'm just freezing
1: and, 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 the, and the fucking guides because one of the guides looks at us he's like you know they're really wet we <laughs> it's a long walk back <laughs> <You know? laughs> and they're like yeah yeah of course and we just start walking back and as we're walking we're getting warmer because the thing is it's not so cold that you can't walk wet but it is so cold that you can't repel wet because mm. you're just it, you're standing, you're not creating body heat enough. Yeah. So as we started walking, and it was also a bit warmer at the bottom, quite a bit warmer. So we are just getting warmer and warmer, and I was getting more refreshed. And uh, and then the guys were like, listen, you know, the helicopter's picking picking guys up either way, right? So we were about, like, halfway to one of the cabins. You know, this, the cabin before we reached the peak. You know, before you actually start cutting up the mountain. And uh, he's like, why don't we just grab all of us, and then we'll just... Go back to your car with the helicopter. I'm thinking, that sounds great. Because mm. I'd mm. much rather be there right now. Mm-hmm. You know? And uh, so we all agreed. And uh, then the helicopter comes. But they can't land in that area because it's too rocky. So it's just, dude. And they're like, yeah, cover your like eyes. <laughs> because it's, you don't want to get all these rocks in your eyes as the helicopter like throws up dirt. And it's hovering above us. And fuck, dude, I got so cold. I don't think I've been this cold the whole trip now. <laughs> like I'm, it's just the coldest wind, just cutting through, and I'm lying on the ground shaking. <laughs> you know? My like, man, it just doesn't end, does it?
0: You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: And um, we attach our backpacks to our harnesses because you're wearing climbing harnesses the whole time. Mm. You know, because you're climbing. And um and this guy just comes down, taps you, and he just wraps his legs around you and shit. And, like, attaches you somehow and just pulls you up to the helicopter. And that shit was dope. Hmm. All right? That was the coolest part of the trip right there. Worth it, hmm. honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get into the helicopter and I'm, like, super happy. And the guy gives me a thumbs up. I don't know why. When I th- sat down and, like, got my clothes on, got the, got the seatbelt on, when he gave me that thumbs up, I was like, That's awesome. I don't know why, but like, I looked at him giving me a thumbs up, like, that's fucking sick. I was just, I don't know what was going through my brain. And then I thousand yards stared the entire way back like this. Like, you know, like those pictures you see of soldiers, like after Mm -hmm. being in in battle for like 27 hours. Mm -hmm. And that was just my look on my face. It was like zero emotion, just dead faced. Mm. And uh, they managed to get everybody in the helicopter. And I'm shaking about half of the helicopter ride until suddenly I'm just warm enough, I guess. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Then I stop shaking and then we land and um, and we just land with the helicopter pad and just walk back to the car. Mm -hmm. And I remember getting back to the car and we just took off all our wet clothes because we had some dry clothes in the car. I remember taking off all the wet clothes (coughs) and I was standing basically naked with like wet underwear outside of the car. I was like, "Damn, it is hot as fuck out here, dude." But it wasn't. It was just my body temperature was so low mm. that everything else felt incredibly warm around
2: mm-hmm. me, you know. Mm.
1: And uh, and then we just put on those clothes and we sat in the car. We turned the heat up all the way, and no music, just complete silence. And we're like, "Oh my god!" And then he just starts almost puking out of the window. And I just start, like, there just start tears coming down my face. I'm like, oh, oh. I'm like, having, like, a breakdown as I'm driving on these tiny roads. back. I'm like, I'm going to die here already. I can just... And, uh, and then we finally get back to, the, to his cabin. And apparently we're in all the news. And how they found out, because, of course, he lied to his girlfriend about it, how they found out that there was two guys on the mountain possibly dying. Was they just read the news and they're like two guys on exactly the mountain we were gonna be on are like in danger. And his girlfriend was like, Huh. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. And so we got back at three in the morning. Um we started at four thirty, so we were out twenty-two hours and thirty minutes.
0: So yeah, how can I just sit in the sock and no.
1: yeah, it's been pretty it was in Vegas. But like they did, it wasn't like a big thing. It was just a note.
0: Two special. Savner. Ah.
1: Yeah. And they didn't like add the details because we we didn't really say a lot to like anybody. No. Like, yeah. like we were just like
2: yeah.
0: But it's er always like two two saved it or two reddet. it or it's like with my friends they're just like yeah that box grip I hold on to. <laughs> so um,
2: yeah.
1: you know I felt like I owed a life debt to those guys now. You know, the two guides. Oh, jeez. And um, I took a really long shower when I got back, though. That's one thing I remember really clearly.
2: Mm -hmm. And
1: then here's the funny thing. Because you know that friend that I told that, like, you Mm -hmm. know, said those messages to? You know, the beginning of this eight, nine hour travesty of nature. Mm -hmm. Um, He's, like, one of my best friends. So he's, and he's also, like, has my sense of humor. So the minute he found out we were safe, he changed the picture on the chat group to him on top of that mountain <laughs> and then it made a bunch of memes of me getting saved by different people <laughs> and that was the first when I sit down at the kitchen table after a nice long shower and I'm devastated you know I'm mentally exhausted and then I open my phone after getting battery on it again and the first thing I see is just these memes and <laughs> him just calling me a retard. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, great. Back to reality.
0: Like uh, like a it know No, it's Herman. Herman. Yeah,
1: but I mean, you know,
0: he Herman did a great the job. Hermit.
1: I can say this, you know, it was really nice to 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 know that you know he he was like very worried. You know, he was putting mm. in a lot of effort to try to figure mm. out where I was and what was happening. Mm. And he was in contact with the people. Um and uh, and you know Thomas. You know, if I'd been up there with anyone else, probably would have died. Thomas was like a rock, you know. And um, uh, it was it was fucking experience, dude. You know. Yeah, shit. I give it like three out of ten, to be honest.
0: Yeah. it I'm to be
1: But now, I don't feel as much fear. Mm. So, and I really I'm going back to the mountain, by the way. Mm. In like a couple of weeks, I think.
0: Men har du, ja, har du det? Oh, yeah, yeah, I was just climbing today. Yeah, yeah, for du sa det, men... Uh, I've been climbing, like, every day after that. Men når go back to the mountain, Mener du we'll i go back, the back to same? that specific mountain and yeah, that okay. specific route again. Mm. Mm. Mm.
2: Because,
1: okay, after I got down, I, I just went back to work on Monday, which was super dumb.
0: Because, mm.
1: like, I just started making mistakes. Like, I couldn't focus. All I was doing was just having, like, flashbacks of, like, just... Because one thing... One thing is like, you don't think about is like smells. So, like, I would smell something burning. And what, and when a rock falls a big distance and lands next to you on another rock, it smells like burning. And that was a thing mm. that happened a lot. Yeah. You would just go, you know, mm. you're like, ha, almost me, <laughs> you know? Mm. And then it would be, it would smell like this burning. And so, every time I smell burning, I would just like flashback to like that rock. Just one specific scene that I remember mm. very well, this rock right next to me, just smashing down. And um, and so that would happen a lot, and I would also have this thing where I would just have like a panic attack almost, and then I would think that I was still on the mountain, having in the in the throes of hypothermia, and this is all, this is all me just hallucinating. Jeez. And that would happen just consistently for the next like three four days.
0: Unless it's on PTSD. Oh
1: yeah, I definitely had like some pretty extreme PTSD after
0: that.
2: Shit. Yeah,
1: and. uh and, like, just other shit. Like, I smashed... I've never done this before. I smashed the car door on my finger. Mm. The sliding door. Completely closed it on my finger. And I had a delayed reaction. And I opened it and it just, like, squirted blood all over the fucking work car. It was just, like, shit. Like, I forgot keys places. Like, I was just gone. Mm. I shouldn't have been at work. You know? I actually didn't tell my boss at all that this happened because i was like they it's hard for them to understand without you telling them the whole story and even Mm. then they're like they're not climbers so they understand what that means a lot of terminology and things so yeah but after like five six days i was feeling pretty good i went out and got absolutely hammered with two of my climbing friends
0: Mm. most people with ptsd do yeah (laughs) been drinking every day yeah like, no. heroin is a great friend
1: yeah and um and we also uh thomas stayed up there at the cabin for another week or two and um we agreed that we would deliver like a shit ton of beer to the guides yeah yeah so he went to the hotel there and he was like okay can we like we're gonna deliver all this beer and shit and a letter can you also like have the next meal that they have here on, on us, right? And like, well, they already eat for free here. I'm like, okay, cool, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. great. But at least make sure this beer gets to them. And it was like, like almost two thousand kroners worth of beer. Oh jeez. And just a really nice letter that you know we're thanking them and shit. And she was just like, you know, nobody does this, right? <laughs> I'm like, mm-hmm. that's
0: weird to me that mm-hmm. somebody just saves your life and you're like,
1: okay, bye, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. <laughs>
0: ganska att någon i den situationen där I think I
1: think it's very rare for people to get in that situation and do what we did and actually live. Mm. I think most of the time, because like I talk to my friends and they're like, yeah, most of the time they just find people dead on the mountain, especially mm. in the winter in like certain conditions and the kind of conditions and what we did. So it's like he looked through all the stories, uh, Max, my friend. He was like, yeah, I spent a time a bit of time afterwards looking through a bunch of stories of like people who got caught in mountains and stuff and like died. And it's just like exactly what you guys said. It's like a carbon copy except you guys lived. Mm. And that's the only difference. Mm.
0: Mm. För punkter i den historien hvor det, er sånn, det er litt rart døde, på en måte. Yeah. Um. the repels any, any of
1: the repels mm-hmm. one it's one link that breaks and you're fucked
0: yeah or, battery. yeah
1: or where the rope got knotted up yeah or just those guys not showing up
0: yeah or at they had drukket litt for my yeah at they had start with wine 1 time before
1: yep mm-hmm. so shit there's so a lot of things that came together for that to happen at all, mm. like the whole situation. Also, mm. a lot of things that came together for us to, you know, not die. Yeah. Is this picking up my voice? Actually? Yep. Okay, good. Because it doesn't look like it on that thing.
2: Yep. yep. Yeah, There. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's great. I was a, was a little worried there All
0: right, good.
1: Yeah.
0: So, yeah. Uh,
1: <laughs> that would have sucked, because I'm not saying that story. <laughs> I'm not going to fucking do that again. <laughs> I've told this story so many times now. Uh. But yeah, that's uh, that's the story of the mountain,
0: man. Ah, shit. I'm going to a link to Norwegian NRK article, or find the article.
1: They actually call us two experienced climbers in there, which I appreciated. But that's are yeah, uh, yeah. It's a little embarrassing though. Either way,
2: mm.
1: you know, it's not the situation you want to get in. But um, it is an epic story.
0: Mm. Shitos. Dred med free solo det. Eller yeah, so,
1: yeah. I've been doing a ton of climbing after that. Mm. I've been climbing really good after that. I has been really quality climbing. Like uh, I think a couple days after I came back. I went to the climbing center, you know, the one I work at, and I um, went up one of the routes and then took like three falls on purpose after each other because I wanted to like not pussy out. I was like, okay, these things happen, and I was shaking when I was doing it the, right afterwards. that knew it was scary, and I just had to do it over and over again until the fear kind of went away and it's been slowly but surely I've just been less and less and less afraid and now it's like less afraid than I've ever been.
0: Mm. Exposure therapy.
1: Yeah I don't know what it is mm. but um. at first I was like hypersensitive and now I'm like feel and it's also like I feel less fear in day-to-day things you mm. know like mm. um. a good example is just like an awkward conversation with a girl for example right you mm. always feel a little bit like, Ugh. There's a little bit of fear in your stomach because you're like, shit, what if I embarrass myself? Now nah, I don't give a fuck at all, dude. Mm. I don't care at all. So if you really want to get good at talking to girls, almost die on the mountain.
0: Mm. Go, preva, preva, that's how self am but not very it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fail <laughs> the suicide. <laughs> Jesus. Now i you guys to see us. Det är er, uh, av det sjukaste jag hört faktiskt. Och det värsta är er att när du säger det det med att det var i vägen och sånt så menar jag liksom att det husker och läst något liknande. Mm. Probably have. Men eh uh, er, er ja, Do you want to see the rope?
1: Stil. I brought the rope down what was left ja, of it. Sure. Also my phone it's just completely destroyed. På grund av? Det? På ja. grund av turen? Yeah, there was a bunch of that damage wasn't there before. Damn. Just give me one second.
0: Ja. All right, Thorin's coach said do pass det er jo ting man inte får med tanke på att det ikke är er en video podcast man ikke helt får Vist eller forklart helt riktigt för det är er en annan erfaring att liksom se för exempel och sitta här och se på för det var lite teave här liksom som det hade ja, varit löst med Einstein mot fället och då visst det liksom okej okay, nu er det si kanske ti meter ned att när den sista tråden här ryker, så så kan man dö, liksom. Mm. Selim du klarar att fästa dig till eller om du klarar att ta dig mot i fel saker, säkert du klarar att ta dig mot i mer än en meter, för exempel. Yeah. Ja. Ja, då är er det free solo då. That's right. Så det är lite att se på det TV här och se på dessa det är er relativt slitte utstyr du vill jag se si, då. Eh, uh, om det disse tingna håller säkert i ti år till det, er det men det bara ser lite mer, det blir mer ekte En kanske man hörer det när man bara hör det audio och uh, ja, vi prövar lite audiovisuellt då, liksom förklara det här, men det är er liksom något som inte kan helt ehm uh, um, översättas eller överföras. Uh. It looks like it's been cut with a rock det där Ja, alltså det ser ut som det har varit en olycka <laughs> Det ser ut som att det är er något som inte ska ha skett som har skett med det här mm. uh, du ser involverna till även liksom. Men uh, men ja, er, alltså för min del så är er det väldigt fascinerande för det är er något jag aldrig ville gjort. Alltså jag bor i Lillhammar, där är er det ganska bra klättercenter, tydliga klättercenter. Så det är er en sån grej att studenter driver klättra där. Men øh, jag höjer det för moro skull igen. Ja. Inte in i någon 3 meter upp ja, mm. på Barcelona, jag klarade det. För det är bara sån nej. jag står rygge på mig själv. Jag står rygge på min egen øh, kropp och Nej, men sån alltså jag föll liksom att det är er, så som du säger då det är er ju Det är er väl lite som som extreall all alltså man kan väl k- kalle sån typ av klättring extremsport föll jag för det att øh, för at det att det är uh, alltid oväntade ting som kan ske och det är er bara dig som kan rädda dig på en måte. Du är 100 percent Du måste stödja 100 procent på din egen kompetens och din egen kropp. You know, I'll tell kropp. you.
1: After, I 100 percent trust myself. Mm. Now, like before, there were moments where I was like, mm, can I? But like now,
2: mm.
1: there's a different level of confidence I feel within myself that I walk around with, mm. where I feel 100 percent secure. Mm it's very strange because it's it's extremely comforting. I didn't think I would feel that
0: to mm. be honest. Nej, förstår det då. Jag kan nä se för mig det är er en väldigt deilig følelse och på en måte Det er, det må bygger väldigt mycket självtillit då. Men samtidig kanskje ikke få den där ego boosten för det är er en väldigt sån kraftig reality check. Det är er också oh, en yeah. sån där It's
1: very humbling now Mm. to know that You know, I mean you You should look at the mountain with respect But you definitely look at it with a different respect And I I remember, you know About halfway down the mountain This is another moment where I was like clear And I remember looking out and I see these like Just because it was a moment where like Kind of the clouds cleared a little bit And you could see a little bit And And there was just like, there's these big storm clouds kind of, and then like sun shining through and then like a mountaintop in the distance. And I'm standing there soaking wet, trying not to die. And I was like, this is like the most beautiful thing ever. And it's trying to kill me, Mm. you know? And I was like, and it was very surreal because I was like, oh, okay, well there's that, 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 it kind of like really puts the, it puts it in like, you know, that point in that, like, you know, not everything beautiful is good Mm. necessarily. Mm. For you mm. You know It's like The mountain is like The mountain is like The hottest girl You ever met um, Who will destroy Your life If you let her
0: Yeah Some heroin
1: Yeah the mountain's heroin Right <laughs> yeah. The mountain is <laughs> That's That so issue they, to
0: they're 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 like, like, Yeah that, It's mm. that issue You know
1: mm, mm, mm. Um, But it, it's, it's I would say It's a much sharper I think heroin Is more like You know Soothing waves When, when you say On an ocean
0: ja men där och det är som mest alltså. så det är er bara så inte det att jag prövat några delen men det är också så det är så bra då att folk är villiga att låta livet sitt det. då offra allt så det är så bra att det ölliggjar hela livet men uh, nästan dit
1: ja yeah. I mean you know it gives you a bit of a new lease on life I'm still doing stupid shit but like now I do it confidently
0: <laughs> som inte nödvändigtvis är er så bra <laughs> Det är er ju någon jätteuppskrift på succé det men <laughs> men, men jag tror jag förstår vad du menar. Shit. Mm. Jag ska finna jag ska finna den länken och lägga den i, I beskrivelsen beskrivsningen så att folk kan se det men uh, vad
1: I remember um, after I came down the first three days I really didn't want to do it. I th- I thought I was like I'm never going back to that mountain maybe I'll go in years you know what I mean when I'm an older man and then after those three days something changed and I, I remember feeling like there's a like I'm still on the mountain. And I felt that way the whole, those three days, but then I was like, I have to go back. It sounds stupid, but it's like, I have to go back and save myself from the mountain. Mm. And I still feel like that, that I have to go back and do that. I don't like spiritually, save myself from the mountain. And so that's why I want to go back so badly.
0: Mm. Litt someone's on the som, uh, army veteran som ska tillbaka för att kämpa för brödern sin eller göra något att något gick tappt som han blev inte färdig då. Koppier var inte färdig liksom.
1: Exactly. Mm. And so like it's just like you know there's a piece of myself there and maybe I'm not going to bring him back down. I don't know. But i at least have to give him a chance. I have to meet him there. Mm. And then we'll see. Mm. That's what it feels like at least. I don't know, it sounds weird. Nej,
0: men jeg tror jeg det tror jag förstår det för det är väl en sån typ uh, psykologisk tillstånd som du bara kan få igen där då. Vä och gå akkurat det fele akkurat den vägen mm. igen och vara i akkurat det på mode sinnestillståndet som du var men bara nå som en omkamp liksom. Är yeah. det tur upp gör ta igen mm.
1: But this time I'm not going there. I'm not going there to win. I think it's something else. I don't know what it is. I'm not going there to win. I'm not going there to like
0: beat the mountain. Nej, för det har du gjort på en mode.
1: Yeah, I guess. But I'm I'm g- not really. I've men, lost. Men
0: du går tillbaka till en samma känsla egentligen. I'm going there's something I'm
1: going there for and I don't know what it I don't know exactly if it's like uh but it's something it's
0: completing something. I'm closing the loop. Mm. Till när du har varit där egentligen så är er du färdig. No, I'm going to do other mountains. No, men det men är färdig med det känslan. Att det er bara är en grej till
1: no, I think I think it's only going to be this time. But what we are, our plan is cuz I'm going with Max and Herman uh who you know. Mm. We've all worked together before. Yeah. Um our plan if we can make it happen if the weather allows and everything goes well is we're going to do that traverse and then we're going to link it together with another traverse called Dirdhaus And so total that should take us about 30 hours.
0: Maybe mm. a little longer. Vi sträck in sträck. Basically, fjellet, that's, no, it's, it's two,
1: yeah, it's two traverses together, mm. and that's the goal. you't er stop. Well, we might. There's a there's a stone cabin in between the two yeah. that we might take like a three hour nap in, mm. depending on how we feel, and there we can also stop and boil up some water to save for later, because mm. you know you just take some of the snow. <clears throat>
0: Det är er en sån grej med extremsportutövare att de gör det helt till död. Sånt folk som driver med sån uh, vad heter det sån uh, ja, för det värsta free climbing, ikvant. De, yeah, yeah, yeah. de gör det till i död, de gör de det till i fallet. Som heroinavhängig också. De, right. mm-hmm. de ska bara ha en gång till och så dör de av överdos. Oh, I would either
1: be doing this or I'd be doing drugs.
0: Oh. Yeah.
1: I would either be climbing or doing drugs. Mm. But I mean, this is uh, just
0: I mean there there's some what hätter i där som uh, hoppe squirrel suits. Yeah right? squirrel suits, isant. Like yeah. Those they're guys some, all die. De gör det för de all. Ja, det är också det och de gör det helt tills de dör. Ja. And they and they don't survive. You die mm. doing that. Yeah. Period. Men de gör det helt tills du dör. Det är inte som att du gör det fem gånger och ja, det, med det.
1: But I mean like listen, if you're the guy that's first going to go and do this shit then you're also the guy that's going to push the limits a little bit. Mm. But, like yeah. these kind of mountains aren't that bad. they're not that hard to climb, really. You know, I think that you know if you're gonna talk about mountains where you always die, you can die on any mountain. but there's mountains that take fifty percent of the people that climb up them,
2: yeah,
1: yeah. right yeah. this isn't that kind of mountain, mm. but it is a sign that like it's still a mountain, yeah, and if you make the wrong decisions, then you're fucked.
2: Mm.
1: you know, and I think that uh you know maybe it it certainly put it in me that that feeling of like i want to feel more i talked to thomas the other day and he was like he said that everything is really boring right now
2: yeah yeah he was like he
1: just can't nothing feels anything he wants to go back really bad yeah. but he said he's not going to go back for until next year yeah. because he's not physically ready yeah. but it's just, it's something about it you know nothing really feels that good as and bad you know i think i think that's how emotions work in the end it's like it's not about that's why like people stay in like really bad relationships because it's not that it's a good or a bad emotion
0: it's just that there's a lot of it that vis något tänkt en del på den akkurat den her som folk alt, alltid, alltid å gå til, enten om det gjelder, uh, rusmidler eller extrem sport eller som du säger är er bad relationships eller intense relationships eller intense situations. Altså, mm-hmm. det är det jag tänkt en del på är er att varför gör vi det? var er det som liksom är er så attraktivt med de uppenbart väldigt dumma valgen i allmänhet och så väldigt risky valgerna. och det är det jag tänkt är er att det jag konkluderat med är er att de för exempel när du klättrar där du klättrar då som då du skulle göra igen du är er aldrig mer i livet här och nu per sekund da. du är er aldrig så här liksom när er du här du är er här liksom nu så nu är vi här tiden går där er liksom ja fan det er så er, vi sitter i sofaen, vi av. Mens når du er der, så får er vi slappra men när du är där så är du så jävlig där då du är er ett sekund unna att dö hela tiden du är er så intenst akkurat här då det är er därför man mediterar, det därför man ruser sig, det är er därför man driver med extrem det är er därför man, för exempel driver med all möjlig sport När du är er intenst in i en fotballkamp exempelvis, och låt oss säga si att du spelar Champions League finalen, som inte är er en extrem sport, det är er fotboll, men då kan du vara så intenst in i gamet så intenst inne i här och nu, att även om du förstyr eller bryter en finger, så är er det inte så viktigt för dig då. Och det är så intenst inne i allt annat intakt som si. Det är er bara låt mig komma närmast det eh uh, la man kommer närmast möjlig känslan av att vara i livet akkurat här och just det Och det är det man jakter hela tiden, Den den vill man ha igen. Den känslan av att vara mest möjlig här. Mm. I det ögonblicket. Och det är er meditation och allt det där och så här liksom. I För att komma in i det sånt hur hur här. Var här kan jag vara då? And I think I think as close
1: to death as possible. You yeah. know. Is how close you can get to being right here right now. Mm. You know? And, um, yeah, yeah I definitely wasn't thinking about what I was gonna eat for lunch tomorrow mm. when I was there. Mm. You know, I wasn't thinking about any of my problems because they didn't exist. I only had Lorm, one problem. Miel, I had one fucking problem there, mm. and that was not dying. Mm. <clears throat> and, um, it's a great feeling in a way, you mm. know? It may, you do feel incredibly alive. Yep. And I think that's also like, I think when I did that free solo as well, it was like, trying to feel that feeling again a little bit. I think a part of me was like, because I, I remember the moments before I was going to do it. I didn't say it to anybody. I was just like, ah. It was like this excitement. This incredible excitement. And it was just like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get there. And I remember going halfway up, right? And there was a ledge where I could sit down. And I just sat there and I looked out. And I was just like, oh. was scared. Mm-hmm. A little bit scared. I wasn't shaking, but I was scared. I was like, I was oh. I felt really good, mm. and then I put on some gloves. Like these gl- gloves for climbing crack routes. So the crack route is like it's just like a crack in the mountain. Because the rest of it was just a crack that was like pretty straight up and down. And I just climbed the rest of it, and it felt amazing. And when I got to the top, it was like the most intense adrenaline, and and like it it, it it's that thing where I was just like just like awake completely awake and there. And then and at last for a while surprisingly. Mm. like, you know, it's a good drug.
0: Så, <laughs> yeah. nej alltså det blir vanskligt för mig att på något sätt relatera men jag kan väldigt jag föreligger i alla fall att det är har en ganska grej som förståelse för det då. Mm. Och jag tror alla på något sätt har det, nu ska alla har väl det. Sån egentligen och jag tror man Vet på något sätt innerst inne, kanske lite omedvetet, men vet innerst inne att man inte helt lever med mindre man har såna ögonblick. Mm-hmm. Och att man pröver att finna såna ögonblick på olika måter. Någon driver med klättring, någon driver med fallsamhopping, någon driver med dödsing någon driver med rusmedel, någon driver meditation, någon uh, löper maraton, Men allt handlar liksom om att vara så närmast möjligt, alltså pusha sig själv gränserna för att mm. føle och vara mest möjligt in the moment. Och så gör man allt möjligt annat Hvor man ikke är er in the moment för att få möjligheten till att göra sånt tingena, mm. du jobbar ju jo på ett nu för att fortsätta leva så att du kan ha såna ögonblick hvor du är er närmast möjlig att vara i in the moment Ja, För att där värdien ligger, liksom där er där meningen ligger på något Och det är er lite fascinerande för att att meningen mer du fortsätter att leva nå och betala husleje och liksom jobba allt det där är för att vara närmast möjligt döden utan att dö. Ja. Det kan ju är er, Ja, inte Men det är er inte unikt för dig det er, men det är er bara er väldigt unikt för akkurat det du driver med, på en måte. Mm. Ikke sant?
1: det är er fascinerande grejer. And well, I think it, I think we can uh, hark back to our other conversations we've had that is where we said I think a specific thing that I think Raine's true is that you know. Uh, most men and women die long before they're put in the grave. Mm, mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm, mm. And I think for me, it's a goal that I'd like to die when I die. Mm. You know, I don't want to die at 30 emotionally. And if that means that I have to risk my life to some degree... I'll happily do so.
2: Mm.
1: You know, because that seems that's what's necessary for me to do. Mm. And I'm not saying that that is for everybody. You know, everybody has their own, you know, some guy fucking can, you know, get his high off of painting miniature uh, for some like the board game. And that's great, you know, if you can do that. Mm. But I can't.
2: Mm.
1: You know, if I spend more than a day sitting at home,
0: I just get an itch, dude. Mm, mm. You know, I have to be out doing something. Ja, för disk och när du ser det så tänker jag på sån ehm <clears throat> um, det är egentligen är färre än man tror, men samtidigt tror jag det är er moraliteten av människor som på något icke har det den kanal där, det har det utlopp, icke tar någon rus eller rykke driver med någon extrem sport, inte egentligen utfodrar sig själv i form av träning eller eh, läring eller någonting då. person pusher någon gränser i livet, så det blir så føler det de är er extremt här och nå mm.
2: um,
0: det kanske utvecklar på en av måte lite psykiska lidelser som är er lite sån, vet inte det kom från. för exempel då depression det är det är varför det är det bara ingenting i mening jag gör ingenting som pusher mig eh sträcker mig aldrig efter nya mål sånting ja. eller för exempel Ting som OCD exempel så jag har ingenting som pusher mig jag tränar inte jag har hockeyextrem sport eller det är med usmedel men jag är er jävligt upptatt att at det alltid ska vara helt skinner ja. så hvis det inte är er så klickar helt ikke sant?
2: Men hvis ja om det är er helt
0: skinnerens så är er det ja. sånt oh nu följer man dräp bra för mm. nu är er det inte ett enda stöv i husomlet tillstånd mm. och så är er det stöv och så bara så några fan om man jobbar och där är er det mm. där är er mm. det tillbaka igen att det är sånt att det kanske att kroppen på något sätt pröver att säga si att du måste få utlåt för nåt land för att du är er inte du klarar inte att leva här du klarar inte att finna det utlåt för att vara ordentlig ordentlig i livet da. Så kommer kanske ting som mitt är stärkare för dessa folk också, ja. för det jag har levat i en sån sju av nio till fyra i fyrtio år så bara som faen jag har aldrig pushat mig själv, jag har aldrig upplevt hur det är er att vara nära döden mm. med vilje, mm. exakt, utsatt mig själv för det med vilje. Kanske det är er nåt där jag vet inte.
1: Well, I mean, it comes down to also that thing of like, um, you give your life meaning by taking upon responsibilities willingly. Mm. You know what I mean? And perhaps, you know, putting upon yourself true tests, hero's journeys willingly, is another necessity. And, you know, it's it's interesting when, like, I've read a lot of, like, or heard, you know, through stories of all these people, like, oh, they had a near-death experience and they changed their lives and all that shit. And it doesn't feel like that. It doesn't feel like, oh, now I'm a different man. Hmm. But I know something's off. <clears throat> something's different. I feel something's different. And I feel at a weird moment, it's like something's not the same. Mm. And I think that it's just like everything else, it's like this slow buildup. And I think that it will affect me in the long run in a way that I haven't quite understood yet. And it's really up to me to, to decide if that's positive or negative. But I think that's where that willingness comes in. Did you go along with this willingly? And I think I did.
0: Yeah, the way no
1: talking going to Well, I mean, the mountain just made a decision for us. And no. I think that's what it comes down to. Is like, do I look at that as like me willingly being part of a test? Or is that me going like, poor me? Mm. Which I don't think it is, because I don't like that. You know, I'm not a victim of the mountain. No. You know, and I know I'm not a victim because I'm here right now. Mm. You know what I mean? And I could have easily been a victim of the mountain. I could have mm. easily died there, but I think it comes down to like you know you refuse to die, mm, mm. and I and uh, especially with like you know it, it's 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 the willpower to face adversity with the right outlook, and if you do that correctly, then you can gain incredible things from facing death. But I don't think you can get that from looking at yourself as a victim of a situational experience.
0: Mm. Utan er egentligen det är snackarna er egentligen grundlaget för den mest uh, effektiva terapiformen mot uh, alla fobier och alla typ angster som är er exponeringsterapi som mm. handlar om att man frivillig utsätter sig för någonting man tror man är er rädd för. Och det som är er fascinerande med det är att vad så tänker man sån, "Åh oh ja, du utsetter dig där för la si att du är er rädd för ah uh... oh, make it weird. La sia du är er rädd för uh, agurker då. Ja, exakt. Yeah. You're afraid of uh... yeah. Ja, la oss si at du är er rädd för agurker då och så är er det sån uh... Och så blir du exponerad för for, for exempel bilder av agurker först och så blir du exponerad för kanske en agurk på 10 meters avstånd och så tar du på och så vidare och så vidare och så vidare. Och det man tänker då är er att man att den person som är er rädd för agurker eh, blir mer eh, realistisk orientert i form av att ojå, oh ja, de ser att agurken icke är er farlig. Men det stämmer faktiskt inte. Det som är er fascinerande är er att den person som är er rädd för agurker ser sig själv möte det det jag mest är för och inser att oj jag är mycket mm. starkare än det jag trodde jag var. där är inte gurken som inte är er farlig, gurken är er egentligen fortsatt farlig. Men jag är er mycket starkare än jag trodde jag var, så nu törr jag mig mer. Akkurat så som där jag fällde, ikvant, det är er sån fälla är er fortsatt farlig, är er fortsatt dritfarlig, men du har insått nu att du är er mycket mye, mye mer starkare än det du trodde du var. Mm. Så nu är er det uh, på måde den relation mellem dig, hvordan du ser dig selv og det, som er farligt, som er fejlere, er på en måde ændret. Det magtforhold der er ændret, fordi du har en noensidig ah, ja, jeg jeg told mere, ja, jeg er redd for mere mindre dog. Som du sagde så er sådan 40 procentner ned til 30 procent af det. 70 de procent må... is gone man. Exakt. You know. Og det det er ganske fascinerende at sådan er det også med det vi rationella mänsklig kanske ville sagt en som är er rädd för agurker att att det har er inget att säga si om agurken är er farlig eller inte det det har något att säga hur du ser på det jag och du ser att du är er en person som tåler och skär agurker för exempel du är er en misstärker person i ditt mm. eget huvud mm. så så fela är er fortfarande lika farlig yeah, the mountain hasn't changed yeah, yeah. if you ever want to go up the mountain you know, just let me know yeah, ja tycker det är er för mig speciellt tycker historien der. Alltså, som jag sa, jag er går inte in på det klättercentrer i Lilla som är er ganska basic och tryckt och allt så. Det är er också lite fascinerande att du började du egentligen klättra för det var en greje gennomberigt, eller hur? Okay? I started climbing when I was 27. Ja, yeah, exakt. I'm 30 now. Ja. Yeah. Och det var på grund av tidigare dämnemjobben, jobben, hur?
1: Ja, ja, det var. Actually, it. I uh, we worked with a guy named Steinar. Mm. And uh, he invited me to uh, try out the offer because he'd done some climbing before. And I remember the minute I just touched the wall, I was like, oh, okay, well, I'm just going to do this forever now. Mm. And I started doing it seven hours a day
2: mm. uh,
1: until I got um, injured in both my arms. Mm. Uh, I couldn't, I could barely pick something up without getting insane pain. And, um, uh, what I did to combat that was I would put on Tiger Bomb, cover both of my arms with it, and then go to work. Hmm. And, like, I remember people would complain. And they would be like, it smells like shit.
0: <laughs> Stim, bro. Yeah,
1: yeah. And that was, uh, and, and another trick I would do was go out to a lake, the one of the colder lakes in Oslo. And I would go into the lake and, like, just freeze down. And then afterwards, I would dry off and put Tiger Balm on my arms, and it would feel like my arms were, like, burning off. Hmm. And then after that, I could use them again.
0: What is actually Tiger Balm, uh, I don't know, dude, but it... <laughs> it's,
1: it's a magical thing that just does something. Well. But, man, uh, <coughs> climbing just hooked me in. And now I work at a climbing center, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm an instructor. And I... I'm well coursed up, to be honest. I'm not coursed up for mountains. I'm not a mountain instructor because there's different levels. I'm an instructor for climbing inside. I'm an instructor for climbing sport outside, so on bolted routes. Mm. And I'm a trainer. So I have trainer one course. So I can train everybody up to 13 years old, mm. right? Um, but I can instruct any age, you know. Um, and, but, like, climbing in the mountains to be an instructor there, to be a guide... It's like, that's a whole different world, dude.
0: That mm. are you guys? Know, yeah,
1: but I mean, those guys climbed up wet mountain, but they didn't climb up like you normally would, you know, with one guy at the bottom securing. They did something called simul climbing, where they both climbed at the same time and put securements in between each other, which is mm. the sketchiest way to climb up, especially in that area right there. Mm. So, I thought that was pretty cool. So, like, I mean, that's like kind of the level you can get to,
0: you know? And also, really good to put placements. Yeah. Because mm. it's the placements that'll hold you if you fall.
1: Yeah. We simul climbed as well when we went up to on the top of the mountain there, uh, when we were going along the mountain, but um, not as difficult of a climb mm. as that is. Hmm.
0: Sjukt. Yeah. <clears throat> Transition. Transition. När jag gick upp och du bor på Jär nu? Allt på That's right. So, and My addresses. Nej. Uh, <laughs> 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 Nej men men jag tänkte alltså på den när jag kom upp hit med allt utstyr och sånt så tänkte att fan du bor ju egentligen i ett väldigt sån familjeströck. Ja. Yep. Uh, ganska långt unna av det man uh, ville kanske tänkt på som extrem sport, altså, typ folk som lever the van life, exakt, om det är er, uh, snowboarding eller om det är er suits, eller om det är er klättring, exakt, det är er många som bara lever för det där lever i en van och klättrar upp stenlister till mm. exempel. Och så tänkte jag sånt, ja nu har du runna 31, exakt. No, I'm I'm gonna be 31 in a couple of days. In oh, a couple of days. Um, har du tänkt något på det också? Er det något som frister? Det etablerade livet. Inte den 94, inte den så ge upp klättringen, men sån för exempel etablera dig i det nabolag du bor i någon och ha en ene bolig med en hage på går och ett par unger som ödligger uh, dyra vaser och sån. Well, would you mind grabbing a beer out the fridge yeah, Fuck. För det jeg skulle se si er som jag väl har glömt att säga. Men um, Det, er det med att du bor i ett nabolag fullt av familjer och är er i en ålder då våre ting bygnar liksom och och håll det på si. du är er 31 snart och du har blivit mer och mer tilltrukket av i tillvälsen du binder du jobbar med det du är er, du är er instruktör det för ett par på dö av det du snackar om att det du glädra till att er komma tillbaka till det stedet där du hållt på dö av din som du nå også har gjort till uh, en del av jobben din så frågar man mig där ser du quick på det som en obstacle för för exempel en för tidig partner eller barn, visst man alltid ska driva jaget det här som man inte finner i uh, night five uh, life you know
1: I have thought about this, of course. But it is an obstacle. But, I mean, the women I meet are all climbers. Mm. You know? And they wouldn't want to date me necessarily if I wasn't cool with climbing. Right? And so I think they would expect the same of me. I think they would maybe request less risks. Certainly. Mm. Um, but... You know here's the thing I think the way I look at women is this then and, and and I do want i want that life eventually i I definitely look at women and consider it but I think the way I look at women is this is that they don't want a you don't you don't want a cat that's declawed necessarily you don't want like a You don't want to. You don't like a lion because it's not dangerous. Do you know what I mean? I think that that women look at men to some degree in that way. Is that like they don't they like specific men because they're capable, and to be capable, you have to prove yourself capable. And how do you prove yourself capable and competent? We have to succeed at something. And, you know, some women are into dudes that are good in business. Some women are into dudes that are, you know, super handsome or, like, great at, like, fashion or whatever. Whatever thing that it is they they like. And some women like dudes that climb mountains. And it is, I think it's natural that, you know, if you get together with somebody that does some dangerous shit, that you kind of try to, like, rein it in and keep it safe. That that is as a woman that'll try to do that in the relationship, but if they stop completely or they don't push those limits a little bit, you wouldn't like them anymore. And I think it's I think it's something about that is that when you are in this world, you find women who are specifically interested. Which is something I've experienced. Mm. <clears throat> and I don't necessarily want to date. All of those women, or whatever, or hook up with them, or whatever. Because I'm not, as we talked about, I'm pretty conservative now at this point when it comes to dating and hooking up. But I certainly think there's room and opportunity to find a woman and and be together with her long term, even considering just some of the insanity that I put myself through.
0: Mm. Ja, for måten du beskriver det på, så sier du jo liksom att uh, det må nästan vara en uh, dam som också är er intresserad i klättring. Ja yeah, ja yeah, ja. Yeah. För hvis vi bara som. vi bara beskriver hur det ser ut runt med då. <laughs> <laughs> alltså det är er fullt av klätterutstyr och tau och tursekker och ja Alltså det är er uppenbart och knivs. <laughs> och det alltså det är er uppenbart att det är er någon som är er väldigt glad i friluftsliv här i alla fall. There's so climbing books too. Ja, yeah, uh, ok. And like course of course a book of a good friend of ours. Ja, så har er ett et bursäckskort som också är er väldigt <laughs> klart <klatre-inspirert. laughs> Och många sidor så pass från vår felles kollega för så vitt. Forget about this one. Ja. Yeah. I found this <laughs> yeah, Donald Duck till tops med klättring. Ja, er 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 si, som, som ja, så det är så det är och så det är övervärt att det är en ting som betyder mycket här bara baserat på ska man säga vad som vad som ligger runt då. Och ja, så det måste vara någon du följer det också att det måste vara hvis det ska funka så må det, den partnern eh, också vara jävligt intresserad klättring. Jag think så. So. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that I could
1: date somebody that doesn't, because they wouldn't see me unless they were climbing, yeah. because I would be out
0: climbing, right? Yeah. And then they'd be like, no, let's just hang out and watch a movie. I don't have a TV. Wow. No, that's something I like a magician, but that's true.
1: You know, I don't want a TV. I don't want to be here unless I have something to do specifically here. You know, I should be making food or sleeping. Or sorry about that. Or <laughs> or, uh, or that, Yeah. Yeah. Or you know anything mm. else? I, mm. I shouldn't be here just to hang out. Yeah. Because there's way better shit to do outside. It's more or, yeah, I could go climbing. I go <laughs> drinking with some friends. I go meeting a girl. I could do whatever. And yeah. if a girl wants to be in that life, then she just kind of has to join in. Mm. I'm not gonna change. I mm. don't think. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: I would make compromises, don't get me wrong. You know, we can go watch a movie in a movie theater. You know, we could hang out, you know. Perhaps you can have a date at home and stuff like that. But I don't want to live that life because I've seen so many people get stuck in that life where it's just 9 to 5, come home, fucking get fatter and unhappy And put all your dreams, right? Take all your dreams from them in a little ball, right? Mm. And put them deep inside yourself and let them fester into cancer. Because Mm. you're never going to live up to them anymore. Because you've forced yourself into a box that you're not fitting. And your girl has thoroughly turned you into a pussy. And now you're just some dude Mm. that is going to be nothing. And what's the point? You know, Mm. great, you have a family and I respect that. And I can have a family too. I can have a family, and they'll join me to the crag, yeah. you know. But I refuse to live a specific life that doesn't fit me because I don't want to be unhappy.
0: Yeah, yeah. Forever. alla människor jag med kanske vet uh, veien dit. men. Uh, Nej no, för jag tänker liksom för exempel uh, vad heter den a Free Solo eller Climbing Solo eller något den mm-hmm. där jag menar i dokumentären med Alex Honnold, han ska klättra Elkapitan, Capitan, sant? Ehm um, Jag huskar så den eller jag vet inte om jag så den med är er den 15 minuter lång, 20 minuter eller nåt? Sponsorat North Face. Det really never watched it. Ja uh, ok Det tror det är er, er få en sån Om vi får råsök upp Alex Handel North Face uh, climbing solo eller sån free solo. A fun
1: a fun um, little point. Uh, what he climbed, I think it's about 900 meters, which is also the same that we rappelled down. Mm. Men han distance. gjorde det då ut, no That's true. He needs <laughs> a rope. We rappelled down.
0: <laughs> Men ja, ja, det, er, ja. Och det som är er intressant är er att han har kommit, <laughs> han har kommit cirka. 0,1 av reisen så kan hon faktiskt dö. Mm-hmm. <laughs> så men jag bara så ja, nu är er det bara 99,9 % igen och än kan jag dö. Från så så nej men jag så den jag tror det är er det som är er dokumentären i fall. Och mm. och det, det som är er mest det parten av den dokumentären. Er jag och självklart rejsen hans upp och de har fästit kameror i fjellet och det är er folk som är er fästa med tau som filmer och sånt men du du är er också ett kamerakru som är er ned på backen och folk som är er på toppen som är er vänner hans som är er teamet som har följt i många år som är er sponsorerna hans som är er hans eller konans och alla sammän gråter hela tiden för att uh, de är er så nervösa ikvant för att vart steg han tar så kan han du och det är nästan tusen meter som du säger så det var bara drip ja. Så hela den perioden hvor han har 99 9 percent igen, hvor han är er över 10 meter över backen så är er de bara nervösa sammanbrott hela ingen tör att se på till och med kamera liksom, liksom de filmer men de bara de ser en annan väg för det är er för intensivt mm. Men så ser du på han och så är er han så extremt rolig att det er nästan är helt unaturligt, mm. Eller det är er naturligt, det är er en superhuman upplägg. Men jag tror att det, er det jag tänker lite på då med tanke på den historien du berättade i starten när och med tanke på eh uh, måten jag ser och hörer att du berättade om liksom å gå tillbaka och liksom måten jag ser hur den detta här hobbin har blivit en jobb och blivit en stor del av livet ditt att liksom sån uh, det virker ikke som om, som att det engagemanget ska dubba a på uh, i nærmeste framtid. No. Så det betyder då att de som är er när dig eller uh, en fremtidig kone för eksempel eller barn för den strukturen. De vill ju føle litth vart av det uh, de nærmeste till Alexander følte när han klättrade till kapitan utan sikring de vill ju för att åh, nu ska pappa ut igen och klättra det fjellet hvor han håll på dö för fem år sedan. Ikke sant? Eller åh, nu ska han ut igen och riskera livet sitt för ett adrenalinrusch. Är sant? Så det är er ju på en måte något som vad ska man säga? Si, ja? Det är er en väldigt speciell ting att ta med sig in i en relation man reiner med ska vara livet som man gör med giftimål eller med barn. Da.
1: Well, I mean, you know, I'll just put it very simply. I would rather die alone than die in prison. <laughs> hmm? I, I don't know any other way to put it. Either you live the way you're going to live, or you die within the boundaries someone else has set and i will happily die alone mm. if that is the price i have to pay
2: mm.
0: i
1: don't i and i don't i don't feel like it's that extreme to be honest
0: it seems pretty normal to me yeah ja, men det det är er, det är er akkurat det jag men akkurat det du säger det är er akkurat det jag menar för det är er akkurat det man ser i den korta dokumentären också det är er att för alex hanold han är er helt rolig han detta är er livans mm. detta är er det han skall göra i livet det att kona kom och vänner hans är er där och folk liksom jobbar for då men allikevel gråter varje gång han ska på jobb då för att det är er för intensivt för dem då de klarar inte att se poängen. Ehm um, de basically väntar på att han ska dö då. Varje gång han ska på jobb i anförselstecken ja. så är er det sånt nu kan han dö. But I don't think it's that extreme. Nej för du driver ju också free climber eller kapten? No. Men med tanke på historien du berättade nu, vad du håll på då, ikvant? Mhm. Och då vill du har lyst til å gå tillbaka, sant? Okej, okay, ja, kanske du har planlagt det lite mer då. Kanske du har gjort lite mer research då. Kanske du är er lite flinkare till att klatta det ja. Ikke sant? Kanske du har en eh, battery pack i mobilen, da. <laughs> <Ja>. <laughs> Ikke sant? sånne ting. Da. Men allikvär, så har du. Jo, det är er det där. Det är det. Vad ska man säga? Principiellt, konceptuellt, alltså sånt. Det det, er det, si, det, er det att man går tillbaka och riskerar det igen och igen för den föllsen eh, samtidigt som man tänker att ja, jag har lyst på att etablera mig i närmaste framtid med kona och barn. Och det tänker jag sån. För jag förstår dig percent Jag tror att jag tänkt akkurat det samma. Vi ser då att samma hobby. Ja. Yeah. Och varit helt. Eh, eh, vad heter det kompromisslös eller kompromisslös ikring att det är er bara sånt detta är er det jag ska göra. Visst du har lyssnar är samma mig så må du bara inse att detta är er det jag ska göra. Men allikevel så är er det en strain då. För dig de runt ikring. Sånt som Alexander Det That's the strain. But strains, I, I didn't I, did er I, did
1: notice I noticed that on the friend that i informed about the situation. His girlfriend told me that he was sitting there shaking. Well. Yeah. Well. Yeah. And in, and while he was trying to figure out where I was and I don't feel good about that. Yeah. But he's a climber too. And you know what I told him when I said, I'm going to go up that mountain? He said, I'm coming with you. Mm. And so was Max. Mm. And that's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they're they're going to come with me. If I'm going to get a family, that family's coming with me. And, you know, I think from the outside looking in on, like, climbers, then you think, like, oh, well. You know, you know, you're know, you asking for death and everything like that. But really, really, we're demanding life. That's what Alex Honnold is doing. He's mm. demanding the option to live. Mm. Right? And certainly he didn't pick the maybe, the, maybe he picked the right girlfriend. I didn't watch the video. But if his girlfriend's just sitting there freaking out the whole time, maybe not the best option. But you, it, it is what it is, man. Mm, mm. You know, you can't, it's, it is a very, it's a thing where there aren't any compromises because climbing, especially filming like if you're going to go up a mountain, there's no compromises with the mountain. It, either you do it or you don't.
2: Mm.
1: And I think that um, it would be the same thing for me with a relationship. You know, I'll go in full, full effort and do everything, but sometimes I'm going to have to go up to a place where I can die. Mm. And I think that, in reality, the woman I would get wouldn't love me if I didn't.
0: For that they are now a There, like so. a big part of identity, like
1: And that creates the person with which she fell in love. Mm. I mean, you know, love isn't logical, man. This isn't like a thing where, like, you get together with somebody and you're like... Phew. No one fucking, you know, they have the, mathematically, this relationship is functional. Mm. Yeah, you know? <laughs> they have just the right. Ah, oh, those, you know, I mean, if we look at our uh, DNA, you know, ooh, and the and the way they they the amount of money they make and this and this and this and this, that's not how that works. Mm. You know, certainly those things have an effect, but. If you're going to fall in love with somebody, you're going to love somebody. There's a part, there's something that happens where there's something about that person that just fucking works. And you're like, damn it, I really like this. And I don't know why. And it's always like that. You always look at them and you're like, I really like them. And I'm making up reasons for why, but I don't really know why. There's just something there. And if I ever get married, that's going to be why. (laughs)
2: Mm, mm. You know what I mean? Mm. And it's going
1: to be the same thing for them, hopefully. Mm. You know? Mm. And... I'm sure there there will always be things that I'm just gonna have to accept with my partner as well that fucking piss me off or don't work. Mm. But I mean that's part of it, you know. You don't get to change the person you're with because it it isn't exactly what you wanted. Mm. Because then you take away the thing that made you love
0: them to begin with.
2: Hmm. Hmm.
0: Jag tänker att uh, det är en nice way to end och jag tänker att nu har vi hoppat i ett par timmar, två och halvtimmar tror jag. Och jag tycker, om du dör då, yep. så tänker jag att detta är er en fin måte att <laughs> ha någon final words och ändra podcasten på den måten. Det är med någon final words. Så låt oss se si att detta är er headline om dette blir litt trukt, hvis det blir er lite tråkt, om det är det. Men låt oss se si detta er headline i vege om tre månader. Du var lite för girigt, sånt, för att du tänkte att ja, ah, det är er inte vinter för i december. Men jo, det är er egentligen vinter i november också, men du tänkte jag ska klättra i november. Det var lite my glaciers. Det gick inte så bra. Um, du do Do we really have
1: to put those words out there right now? Which yeah. is
0: knock on wood right now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Jesus, blev
0: lite för realistiskt. <laughs> men låt si se där. Vad vad vill du um, Vad har du lust att se si, då? om måten du döde på om valg du tog om att uh, du har beslutat klättra för det är er lidenskapen din eh uh, har du vad vill att jag ska spilla av I begravelsen in
1: you know the you know that sound that uh you know after those memes where people like fuck up something
2: mm.
1: and then it's like that uh, from that one show when it ends there's like that damn what's that it's um i would prefer at the funeral i can't remember the the sound it's uh but i would prefer that here's what i want at a funeral if you know there's no point mourning somebody's death necessarily i think it should be celebrated you know they got to live a life and they got to complete that come to the funeral get wasted you know put me in the ground cry if you have to meet up afterwards hang out tell stories laugh about it and then move on with your life.
0: Mm. And that's enough. Yep. Yeah. Good. All right. Tack för uh, tredje podcast det mest besökta uh, gästen vi har tillräde det blir uh, mest sannolikt flera uh, episoder som innan du dör nästa gång du ska upp i fäll så vi får se. Nej. Hey. <laughs>
1: Let's hope, right?
0: <laughs> 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 da am yeah. right. in uh, good talk and peace
2: out.